Are you wanting to strengthen the relationships you have in your life? Do you want to better understand your own love language as well as your significant other's love language? Or do you just want to know what love languages are in the first place? If you said yes to any of these questions, please stick around. I have examples and stories for you that will help you to better understand each love language so that you can have a better understanding of yourself as well as the loved ones in your life. The best way to feel uplifted and happy is to do our best to uplift other people and help others to be happy. The more we understand the love languages of the people in our lives, the better we can be there for them, uplift them, and help them to feel appreciated, which in turn helps us to feel those same feelings of being uplifted and finding joy. You deserve to be uplifted. You deserve to feel appreciated. If you're interested in hearing these stories and other good, wholesome, and uplifting stories, then you've come to the right place, because that's literally all that we do here at Dodal, and we upload once a week. So, if that piques your interest, please like and subscribe to our channel and turn on all notifications so that you don't miss any of our weekly uploads. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or however you listen to us, please share our podcast with anyone you feel could benefit from it and leave a rating and review. The more shares and positive ratings and reviews we get, easier it is for people to find this podcast which helps the dodo community grow which results in more light that we can help spread in this world before we get into it last week's question was what have you done that has helped you to lighten the load in your life and it's pretty basic but the biggest thing that i've done in my life to help lighten the load is to prioritize what actually matters to prioritize what is actually worth getting stressed over If you know me, you know that I'm a pretty laid-back, chill guy, and I've worked on being that way since I was young. Sometimes the best thing you can do, depending on your situation, is to choose to not care. Or, at least, really decide if whatever it is is worth getting worked up or not. And I've found that as I've grown up choosing and making the effort to not get stressed about things that ultimately don't matter, the happier I am and the lighter my load in life. While big and important things in my life can still stress me out, I've been able to save that stress for those big things and not sweat the little stuff as much. It's pretty simple, but effective. All right, so let's start with answering the question of what are love languages? What does that even mean? To answer that question, we need to understand that not everyone expresses and feels love in the same way. For example, let's say there's a family and one of the kids may show their love to their mom by making sure to clean up after themselves every day while another sibling may show their love to their mom by giving them presents. And maybe another sibling shows their love by always making sure to hug their mom a lot. People show their love in different ways. People also receive love in different ways. Maybe the mom specifically really appreciates that the first kid always makes sure to clean up after themselves. Not to say that she doesn't appreciate the presents or the hugs that she gets from the other kids, But the mom just really appreciates that the first kid makes the effort every day to clean up after themselves because the kid knows it will make the mom happy. And because the mom receives love this way, maybe if she could choose, instead of the presents and all the hugs, she would rather that the other two would make sure to clean up after themselves every day as well. And that's because the mom feels love through acts of service. Now, this is just an example, of course, but hopefully that makes sense. Everyone gives and receives love in different ways. A love language is the way that we communicate and receive love. I actually first heard about the love languages when my wife and I came across Gary Chapman's book titled The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts. And I would highly recommend everyone listening right now reads it 
It's like $8 or something on Amazon. It's not long or anything like that either. It's actually a pretty easy read. Reading it with her has definitely helped us to go closer together as a couple. It's also helped us to better understand our kids as well. They're all different, and knowing their love languages has helped us to better communicate with them, to uplift them, and to help them learn. It's amazing to see the difference it's made. If we take the time to figure out what our loved one's languages are and make sure to speak their language to them, our relationships will grow stronger for sure. And if they reciprocate that and speak our love language back to us, it really harmonizes the relationship. It's a beautiful thing. I can promise you, based on what I've seen in my own life, if you do learn the love language of that special someone in your life and start speaking it to them, you will 100% see a difference. You'll see it uplift them. They'll smile more around you. You'll be a more of a bright spot in their life. You'll make them feel happy and appreciated. So what are the five love languages? They are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, receiving gifts, and physical touch. And they're actually pretty self-explanatory if you give a bit of thought based on what they're called. So people with words of affirmation as their love language really value verbal acknowledgments of affection. Things like, I love yous, compliments, words of appreciation, verbal encouragement. This can also include texts or other ways of communication. It's not necessarily just verbal. Maybe a note left on the fridge with an I love you, or a random text in the middle of the day saying that they're appreciated. People whose love language is quality time feel the most loved when another person actively wants to spend time with them. They love when others are actively listening, making eye contact, and are fully present and attentive to them. It's all about an undivided attention and just being together, whether that's having a good conversation or hiking or whatever it may be. If someone's love language is acts of service, then they feel the most loved when someone goes out of their way to make their life easier. Like someone bringing them soup when they're sick, when someone takes or when someone makes coffee in the morning for them, or making sure that the house is clean and tidy for them when they come home from a long day at work. And unlike words of affirmation, people with acts of service as their love language feel that actions speak louder than words. They like to be shown that someone loves them by having someone actively serving them and helping them. The love language of gifts is pretty straightforward. If your love language is gifts, you feel loved when people give you visual or physical things. And it's not necessarily about how much the things are worth, but it's more about the thought behind it. People with this love language recognize and appreciate the gift-giving process, the thoughtfulness, the deliberate choosing of the object that represents the relationship, the emotional benefits from receiving the present. And finally, people with physical touch as their love language feel loved when they receive physical signs of affection, like kissing, holding hands, cuddling on the couch, and being intimate. Physical intimacy and touch can be extremely affirming. They can be a powerful way for these people to feel connected emotionally to another person. They love the warmth and comfort that comes from physical touch. And I do have some words of caution, though. Just because you speak someone's love language to them doesn't necessarily mean that you can expect them to automatically do the same for you. Not unless you're both open and talking with each other about each other's love languages. You definitely need to communicate if you want them to speak your love language. They might not really know what it is. Here's an example. I have a friend that was having a bit of a rough patch in his marriage. He was frustrated with his wife because he didn't feel like she was reciprocating all the love that he was actively trying to show her. He would make sure to dote on her and do things for her. He thought that because he was doing things for her, she would automatically show her love and appreciation to him 
in the way that he felt that she should. Now, there's two things that are wrong with that. First, he was doting on her and doing things for her to show her that he loved her, which isn't necessarily bad, but he didn't take the time to really find out what her love language really was in the first place. He was putting all this time and energy into doing things for her, but maybe that wasn't how she received love. Though it's never bad to do things for your spouse. I believe you should definitely do things for your spouse. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But maybe, without her even knowing, maybe she didn't really pick up on what he was doing. Maybe she just thought it was nice of him. The second problem is that he went into it expecting to get something out of it. He put his time and energy into something that probably wasn't even her love language to begin with, and he mainly did it because he had a selfish motive. You can't be fake in what you're doing and then be angry that your spouse or loved one doesn't automatically do what you expect them to do. Just because you had it in your head that they should act a certain way doesn't mean that's going to happen. Also, they never communicated to each other on how they both felt appreciated or loved. And you might say, but they're married, she should know. But that's not necessarily true. She may have a good idea what his love language was, but because he wasn't speaking her love language, maybe she responded in a way that she felt he would appreciate, but he didn't even realize what she was doing either, and they both kind of missed the mark, if that makes sense. And that kind of stuff can be frustrating, for sure. And the only way of making certain that those times of missing the mark happen a lot less is through communication. That, and not always expecting to get something out of it. People like to say that relationships or marriage are 50-50, and I disagree with that. I believe that successful and happy relationships and marriage are 100-100. Instead of giving 50% with the expectation of getting something back all the time, like a transaction, it should be giving 100% to each other because you love each other. If you listen to episode 2 of the podcast, you'll know that I said that I believe that love is sacrifice. When you love someone... You sacrifice your time and energy for them. Sacrifice as in giving that time and energy to them and not expecting anything in return because you love them. Not transactionally doing something for them just so they will do something for you. Relationships or marriage should be 100-100 where you are both giving each other your time and energy and focus. Where you both are putting all you've got into your relationship. And the only way to make that happen is through communication. And here's the thing. I know it's not easy to make that happen. I know that. If relationships and marriage were that simple, no one would ever break up or get divorced. It happens way too often where one person in the relationship puts all they've got into it. They put 100% in, while their significant other puts 30, 20, 10, or maybe even zero into it. And I'm sure there's some of you listening that feel that way right now. And that's extremely hard. I'm not saying that those situations aren't real. I don't want to make light of those situations. I've seen plenty of them in my own life. But the only way to be on the path of 100-100 relationship is through communication. Talk through things. Communicate with your significant other on what your love language is and take the time to learn theirs. And I'm not a love guru. I don't claim to be. I don't want you... I don't want any of you to think that I think I am or anything like that in any way, shape, or form. I just want to make that clear. So I ended up sending a copy of the Five Love Languages book to my friend. And I was reading it with my wife at the time uh, when he was going through this rough patch. I sent it to him and he and his wife chose to take the time to read it together. And I can honestly say that it definitely helped their relationship. It didn't fix things all of a sudden, but it helped them on their path to 100-100. We all have rough patches in our relationships, but if you really love each other and choose to communicate, 
learn each other's love languages and speak those love languages to each other, the love you have for each other will grow. The joy you have together will grow. And a 100-100 relationship doesn't mean you don't have hard moments, but it does mean that you'll never stop trying and putting in the effort even when you do have those moments. I look at love languages kind of like a staircase. The one you speak the most is at the top, and then it descends from there. I feel like people can also have more than one love language tied for first place. For example, I think that my love language is both quality time as well as acts of service. They both seem to be equally as important to me. Again, if you listen to episode two of the podcast, you'll remember that one of the biggest things that stuck out to me on my first date with my wife was that she looked for ways to help me and serve me, just little things here and there, which I never really felt from any of the other dates I had gone on. That's the first of many things that really got me interested in going on more dates and actually pursuing her. And like I said, she's amazing and still looks for ways to help me and serve me to this day. She's amazing. So, acts of service is one of my love languages as well as quality time. I love being with my wife. I love the conversations we have. I love just being in the same room with her. And it's funny. So, I own a small furniture business where I buy and fix up furniture and sell it. And I used to have a shop about 20 minutes away, so I was always there. Well, recently, we moved to a place that has a big enough garage and shop that I can do business from home. So, we moved the business to our home. And it's funny, because with one of my love languages being quality time, I feel myself always wanting to go inside and spend time with my family. It's just, I mean, it's easy to just walk in the door and hang out for a bit, which I've loved. But it has caused some stress, because when we first combined the business to where we live, I would go in and hang out too often and get less work done. So I'm trying to do better with that. So while all love languages are good, they can cause stress sometimes. And it's also funny because one of my wife's love languages is quality time as well. So she loves when I come in and hang out too. But yeah, we're working on that. I have a story that I wanted to share with you. And hopefully it helps your understanding of the love languages. The story is called The Argument That Changed Everything. And it goes something like this. Once upon a time in a small town, there lived a couple named John and Sarah. They had been together for 10 years, and they had built a beautiful life together. They had a cozy home, a loving community, and a deep love for each other. But as with all couples, they had their struggles. One day, John came home from work exhausted from a long day at the office. He'd been working hard to provide for his family and had been looking forward to spending time with his wife, Sarah. But when he arrived, he found Sarah sitting at the kitchen table surrounded by papers and in deep concentration. She was working on her business, something that she had been passionate about for a while. When he said hello to her, she didn't hear him. John couldn't help but feel a bit resentful. It seemed like she was always working on her business and not making time for him. Frustrated, he said, I feel like I'm always the one doing all the work around here, and you never show me any appreciation. Looking up from her papers and feeling defensive, Sarah shot back, You think I don't appreciate all that you do? I do. It's just that I have big goals for this business, and you never support me in that. You never tell me that you believe in me or that you're proud of me. John, feeling hurt by her response, replied, I do support you. It's just that sometimes I feel like you're putting your business before our relationship, and I just want to feel appreciated and valued too. The argument continued on, with both of them feeling misunderstood and unappreciated. They both said things they didn't mean, and the tension in the room was palpable. They both went to bed that night feeling hurt and frustrated. This argument was the catalyst for a realization that would change their relationship forever. 
John remembered reading the book The Five Love Languages a few years prior and had even given it to Sarah to read. However, he realized that he had never gotten the results back from her and never knew her love language. He wondered if they had different love languages and if this was the reason behind their argument. The next day, John brought up the topic of the five love languages with Sarah. He explained how he had read the book before and gave it to her to read, but he never knew what her love language was. Sarah, feeling guilty for not telling him, admitted that she had read the book and her love language was words of affirmation. John was shocked. He had been showing his love through acts of service, by working hard to provide for the family and taking care of the household. But Sarah needed to hear words like, I believe in you and I'm proud of you, in order to feel appreciated and supported. On the other hand, Sarah had been showing her love by working hard on her business and trying to provide for the family in her own way. But John just needed her to set aside some time for them to be together in order to feel valued. They both apologized to each other for not communicating their love languages and not understanding each other's needs. They made a commitment to understanding and fulfilling each other's love languages. John made a conscious effort to tell Sarah how much he believed in her and how proud he was of her. And Sarah made a point to set aside some time for them to spend quality time together. They also set aside time each week to talk about their goals, aspirations, and struggles. They made a commitment to support and encourage each other in all their endeavors, whether it was John's job or Sarah's business. As they continued to be open with one another and understand each other, their relationship grew stronger. They learned that actions aren't always enough and that sometimes words are just as important. They also learned that open and honest communication about their needs and feelings led to a deeper understanding of each other and strengthened their relationship. They both realized that it takes effort, patience, and understanding to make a relationship work. They were grateful for the realization that had brought them closer than ever. John and Sarah's story serves as a reminder that understanding and fulfilling each other's love language is crucial for a healthy and fulfilling relationship. It's important to communicate openly and honestly and to make an effort to understand and support each other's dreams and aspirations. With effort and understanding, love can overcome any obstacle. All right, everyone, with Valentine's Day getting closer, let's commit to taking the time to learn and speak our significant other's love language. I have the weekly question for you today. The purpose of the weekly question is to help uplift one another and learn from each other. To submit a question, you can send it to our email, which is in the description below, or through our Instagram at Defender of the Light Podcast. Also, I'll highlight one of your answers in the following episode. To answer the question, if you're on Spotify, the question is posted underneath the episode and you can answer there. Otherwise, we'll have it posted on our Instagram as well as on our YouTube um, under the community tab. The question this week is, what is your significant other's love language? What have you done to show them you love them while speaking their love language? If you were able to get some value out of this episode and it shines some light into your day, if you haven't already, please subscribe and turn on all notifications so you don't miss any of our weekly uploads. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or however you listen to us, please leave a rating and review. Again, the more positive ratings and reviews as well as shares that we get, the easier it is for other people to find this podcast, which helps the Dodal community grow, which results in more light that we can help spread in this world. If you have a story suggestion, please submit it to our email, which is in the description below. You can also submit it through Instagram at Defender of the Light Podcast. And with that, I'll leave you the same as always. I really appreciate you all. Please strive to be a light, share your light, and help others to do the same. 
This world that we share needs you.